Coming to you from the OCN Studios and the Denver Technological Center, this is OCN Entertainment with Taj Nahar. What's up, world? It's Taj, and I'm back with a brand new episode of the OCN Entertainment Podcast. This week, as in previous weeks, we are breaking down last night's episode of Game of Thrones, Season 8, Episode 4. With me are my friends Graham and Mackenzie. Folks, how are you today? Fabulous. All right, so let's uh, go ahead and hop into it. We'll try to keep this one relatively short and sweet, but I have a couple of notes based off of last night's episodes, and I'm going to go ahead and start and tell you what I think overall. I thought it was great. I thought this was the best episode of season eight so far. I thought it was an ode to the classic thrones. We had some funny, intimate moments. We had great dialogue. We had reunions. We had brutal deaths. It was great for me. Kinsey, what'd you think? I agree. It it wasn't as heart pounding as the last battle episode, but it was it was solid. It was solid at first. I was like, okay, this is pretty boring. It felt very much like a setup kind of episode, but then we got to when the dragon crashed into the water, and I was like, okay, shit's going to go down. I hear you. Okay. Graham, thoughts? Uh, yeah, it's a bit, it's definitely a setup episode for what's to come. Um, it's kind of a congratulatory, like, oh, we defeated the, the White Walkers, um, now we have to start, and then it's kind of setting up for what's the next battle. But it also is showing you that um, even though that they won, um, that there's going to be a, it's a different type of battle with when you're battling Cersei um, than it is with battling. Um, the White Walkers. It's like a psychological battle. Absolutely. And we'll definitely get into that here in a second. Um, let's just walk through a couple of the key moments, I think, um, during those so-called boring moments that you so eloquently <laughs> stated. Um, at the very beginning, I think the burning of the dead was just sort of like an ode and a continuation of the previous episode. You know, Danny saying bye to Jor Mormont and Sansa saying bye to Theon was nice. But I think the, the real moment in that scene was John's speech. Um, it was empowering. It was uplifting. It was powerful. He definitely sounded like a king. Um, and it was just kind of like a nice thing. I, I mean, I definitely teared up a little bit. I was like, oh, Jon Snow. He's like, you know. They were the they were the what is it the realms that guard or the the, the shields the that shields guard. that guard yeah, yeah the realms of men so that was that was nice yeah um you stand Jon Snow yeah he did yeah um and then the feast I thought the feast was an amazing sequence I thought it was fun g- getting to see how everyone was reacting um, to it obviously there's some intimate moments was there anything in the feast specifically that stood out to either one of you my favorite part was the Starbucks cup. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now let me ask you a question. Did you, and don't lie, did you notice it in real time or no. did you notice it this morning? I definitely noticed it this morning when I was internet. like, nice. I was like, Danny likes her Starbucks. Yeah, she does. Yeah, she does. I wonder what she drinks. Mm, she seems like a mocha kind of gal. Does she get it extra hot? And Ooh, does she say, she probably does. When she orders it? Oh, <laughs> steamy. What about you, Graham? Um, two big things. Uh, the first would be the setup between John and Danny. Obviously, they're Every really awkward date ever. They're really setting up this battle between Danny being very. I've been. This is what I've been doing for the last for my whole life. Has been basically set up for going back to the Iron Throne and getting the Iron Throne. 
and then someone that she quote unquote loves um, is actually got a better claim to that throne. So they're really setting that up and the battle right. between those two. And it, you could see there's still some, there's a connection there and a love connection there. There but, is. But that uh, she actually, she, you see her kind of change in her face after. They're on thin know, ice. Yeah. It's well, like when, and then you're, that goes, when you first start dating a guy and you go to like a barbecue or something at his friend's place and you hate all of his friends. It's just like that kind of situation, and you know this is never gonna work. Have you been in that situation before? A hundred percent. Probably happened oh, wow. this. It probably happened this it happened weekend. This week- no. Yeah. yeah. Not this weekend. Oh wow! What a change of pace. Watch out. Yeah, from your normal <laughs> life. For me, uh, and I agree with you, Graham. I think yeah. it was definitely a lot of setup. A lot of those intimate, tense moments. One of the things that stood out to me. Two things. Many things, but two things specifically. Um, Danny makes Gendry the lord of Storm's End and she's like that's what you are because that's what I made you and it's like her kind of asserting herself like I am yep. the queen Big what I say goes yeah exactly I don't know if I can say this on this podcast you absolutely can <laughs> um, and then I really liked the, the moment with the hound and Sansa you know uh, the hound made a comment about you you know you could have left with me and been safe and then he made the other comment uh, Arya said, if it weren't for Littlefinger and Ramsey and everything that happened to me, I wouldn't be who I am today. I'd be a little bird. There has been a lot of backlash on the internet from these super pro-feminists all over the world saying that, ooh, Game of Thrones is uh, condoning rape and all these other bad things and that Sansa didn't become who she was unless she had gone through these bad things. And I think that's all BS. I think it's just Sansa stating that, yeah, she is who she is because of what she went through. I don't think she's like, oh, I would like to do that again. Yeah. It was just more of a, of a statement like, hey, what I went through made me, just like Arya, just like everyone else. But I think it was really telling um, that even months they had just defeated the dead, and the Hound is still pissed off at everything always. It's just kind of just staying true to his character. So mm-hmm. anyways, that's enough of the uh, of the feast. Um, did you guys, uh, there's two other kind of intimate-ish moments before we get to like the big kind of climax at the end. And that's- <laughs> um, Jamie and Brienne. Jamie and Brienne. Yeah, J- yeah, Jamie and Brienne and then Arya and Gendry. What are your uh, thoughts on each one of those scenes? Graham, let's go to you first. Uh, I really wish that Tormund would have actually gone after, uh, would have yes. actually hit the with I, um, I think he still has a chance. He's going to be rebound. Tormund's way better than Jamie. But Tormund's um, leaving. Is he? Uh, he is. He's going back north. Yeah. But maybe on his way out, it's like, hey, girl. You know, like <laughs> just real quick. I just I know you got did done dirty. Even you know? in even in that scene, they couldn't even say what they were doing. They like were like flirting around the issue quite a bit and then they Which started was just like Jamie, Jamie and, and Jamie and it Brienne. was weird because yeah. he was doing the classic like oh it's hot in here let yeah. me take my shirt off that and was super I was like, cringe wait yeah, does that actually oh does God. that actually work like no it always works no it works for me hey, it's not true it's like it the does. naked man the naked man what you've never seen uh how i met your mother no naked man i've heard good things about the show yeah it, basically what it is is you go out on a date then you ask to like use the restroom or something like that oh no and then she leaves for a second and oh, then no. you then oh, you no. just then oh, you're just no. standing there naked and you're asking for pepper spray <laughs> yeah just I swear it's a joke amongst others no i get <laughs> it but, but to that point i think uh, you're right and i think one of the th- this scene for me was so powerful because here we are season eight and i think most people love jamie lannister by now right he's gone through False. this arc 
I hate him. Brian Fair, always. but I think generally speaking, Before. yeah, generally speaking, he's had a relatively positive arc. This really terrible person mm-hmm. that's kind of gone through this road of redemption. He once he left his sister. He's fighting for the North. You know, he's into Brienne. He comes on to her. Yada yada yada, and then. Right as a, you know, yeah, right I was saying during yeah. the during the scene, it wasn't like it wasn't like I wasn't like cheering, but I wasn't opposed to it. But then afterwards, um, when he's leaving that whole scene, I was just like, and he oh. just said he's like I'm hateful, just like my sister, and it kind of yeah. an owed back if you remember to season one where they're doing their thing, and he's like, we'll do whatever it takes until you and I are the only people left in this world, yeah. and I think that's starting to come full circle, like yeah. regardless of what Jamie's been through and he's done and this tension that has happened, um, and of course it's going to be interesting to see if he does get back to King's Landing, how Euron's going to play with the whole thing. It's I but, hope well, Brienne like kills him i think they're gonna like meet up in battle at some point oh she's, she's just gonna, gonna she has to yeah she has to yeah poor girl such yeah. a strong woman and she was and crying. then lost her virginity to this yeah. man and then she just dips on yeah. it like i'm a hateful person well the more things change and the more that that jamie has changed i think the more he's reverting back i think this time has shown like he's got this great arc but i think in what they're trying to do with jamie is he's always going to be this character even though he's trying and trying and trying he just he notices once he finds out about all the things that has happened sure and he knows that danny's going to go after cersei and kill her he's like well i'm i I go right back and this is actually a great tie-in to this this theme of these characters staying true to themselves because back to that Arya and genji moment that i was mentioning genji finds Arya. i'm 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 uh, Genji Baratheon, Lord of Storms End, be my lady. And she says, that's not me. That's exactly yeah. what she says to Nymeria last season. That's exactly what she says to Ned Stark in season one. Um, and it is. It's for a moment. I mean, I never thought for a minute that Arya would have been like, yes, let's run away into the sunset. Because I that would have boycotted the show at that point. Yeah. Um, but it is. It's just, again, staying true to who these characters were at the beginning. And they've changed, but they're still who they are. Um, I agree. And, yeah. like, if Gendry really loved her, like, he thinks he loves her, I feel like he would know, you know, like, Arya, this isn't the life for her. Right. Like, she doesn't want to be a lady. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we can still bang, though, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they might, you know, when, when, once the end credits roll in, in a couple weeks, you know, Arya will make her way down the storms and every once in a while, you know? Sure. And um, he'll put his storm in her end. But anyways, <laughs> so let's uh, move on. Hit Orotha, you up. Yeah, exactly. Um, so feast is over. Things are happening. Next thing you know, Danny is sailing to King's Landing uh, with her dragons and there's, or, uh, on their way. And they're actually passing over um, uh, Dragonstone is actually where this happened. And there's this beautiful sequence. They're on the boats. Dragons are flying. Then, Arrows, well, scorpion arrows, straight to the dome of Rhaegal, dragon down, now they're down to one. Did that ca- Obviously, it caught everyone off guard because you weren't expecting that, but how did you feel in that moment, seeing another dragon go down? And did it make you think that, hmm, maybe dragons aren't that badass? Well, yeah. I, I also was like, I was more surprised at how many scorpions, right? Because be- middle of last season, we saw, they, the one. we saw one, and we know that there's one in King's Landing, but we did not know that there was a bunch of these. So Obviously, Kyburn, like, redid it right. yeah. and just made a ton of them. Right, yeah. yeah. So it's just impressive how many they have. Obviously, it's sad to see him go. Also, why is Rhaegar going without Jon? Like, 
John I State thought they back, ca- yeah. I mean, yeah, well he's t- no he's taking the all the, the troops yeah. yeah on the King's Road so well there's still Danny's like children quote unquote and, and she's not gonna listen, give yeah. one of those up yeah and i think it's just been like john was in the air on a dragon all last episode if he's on the fucking dragon again excuse me if he's on the <laughs> dragon again you know it's like come and on they did you know? say they did say he needs rest too but i i still i don't know i'm still a little bit like okay they did it just why they did it for me is just to show like there's all this steam for uh, you yep. know danny's army and yeah. everyone and you like Oh, they're going to easily take Cersei. So they had to do something that was going to change the the momentum sure. uh, yeah. for the fighting. So that's what the, this episode. And was you really can about. finally I agree. see that like the dragons are actually like fallible creatures. Like right. they're they're killable, and two gone. Two gone down to one. So this now brings us to this last sequence where Danny and six Unsullied, which is pretty much all she has left are standing there with Tyrion at King's Landing, and there's Cersei with Euron and all their scorpions, and there's a really cool moment where Tyrion goes up to try to plead with Cersei, and it's there's a, there's a tender moment where he's like, don't do it for you, do it for your kid, and then Euron's like, yo, how does this little midget know that <laughs> she's pregnant? Ooh. And then it makes you think, like, is Euron, like, how does he know that she's pregnant if she just told me yesterday is there's another story there's who's a, really the baby oh, I didn't even think about yeah, that yeah there's another yeah. twist there's there. a great meme out there that is um, I love memes by the way <laughs> it, it goes Euron when uh, when Tyrant's uh, telling Cersei about her baby it goes you're not the daddy, and it's one of those uh, oh, more Mori You are shows. not the father. That's what's going to happen <laughs> yeah. next week. I think it's going to be interesting to see oh, how it plays man. out. So then, of course, we know what happens. You know, they're pleading with everyone. You know, hey, let's let's be civil about this. You know, and then it turns out after. Okay, so backtracking a little bit. When the dragon gets shot down, Euron turns the bows onto the ships. Crazy scene. T- there's a beautiful single shot sequence where Tyrion's running around the ship and then ends up jumping off and it's mayhem everywhere. He gets hit and then it goes black and I'm like, oh, that's how the episode's gonna end. Oh my god, did Tyrion die? Nope. Fast forward, we're in King's Landing. Cool, they teleported. Besides the point, so they're there. Then uh, uh, Cersei, as evil as she is, has a line where, well, let's see what sh- this Dragon Queen's all about, so-called breaker of chains. And then next thing you know, you see Masande in chains. And I'm like, oh, this doesn't end well. Turns out, fast forward, spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, the Hound chops off Masande's head. Not the Hound, the Mountain. So sorry. The Mountain. <laughs> Get her cho- right. You're right. You're right. The other click game. Sorry, so many characters. That's not that's an unforgivable sin, so I apologize. But truly, the mountain uh, chops off her head. But before that happens, Cersei goes up to Masana. It's like, do you have any last words? And she says, Dracarys. And for Iconic. low key, for a second, I was like, Yo, are these dragons about to start? I thought so people, too. I right? was like, the dragon's gonna come up yeah. behind Cersei and just like blaster and but then I they was like, didn't no. but it was just more of a testament i think that she realized that her time was over and it was yeah. a symbol to khaleesi like light them up yep. you know let's go yeah and then uh, the emotion that that you see on gray worm's face when in the mm. background you see a head going one way and a body going the other way yep. on it was crazy and you just see him so again crazy ending you see khaleesi walk out and you're like all right like but the problem that I have, I don't have a problem with the sequence. I thought it was beautiful. It- I thought it was shocking. I thought it was a great ending. Now becomes, so you got Danny. Obviously, the next episode is the battle, right? 
Danny's got a dragon. She's got three unsullied. Maybe a Dothraki left. John and like six Northmen, right? So That's like, who they've got. Ten. Yeah. What is she going to be smart about it? Like, no. how is she going to fly? She's with filled with rage. So that's she my is. concern. So is she just going to fly in and just get stabbed and just go? Is she going to die trying to kill Cersei at this point? Um, or like, what is the strategic nature going to look like in this next episode? Which, by the way, is another long one. These last two are also long, so nice. that's going to be good. Um, but what are your thoughts on that, Graham? Well, <clears throat> I definitely think that she had said earlier in the episode that her goal is to get on the Iron Throne at all cost. So um, I she think at all that, cost, yeah. I think a little bit of a, the Mad Queen will come out, and I think she's lost it. And I bet the next episode, as they were talking, you know, Cersei obviously is totally a mind. Mind. She's, yeah. She, she, she messes with your mind. Almost so. like Ramsey in a little bit where yeah. she's like yeah. sadistic. Yeah. yeah. Because I'm not just yeah. going to fight you. I'm going to f- mess with you well, psychologically. I mean, because she brings in um, all of the citizens of King's Landing into yeah. the court. And she and says, she, if you're going to have to kill me, you're going to have to kill thousands of innocents. Yeah. Right. She leaves the doors open, too. Like, not, not even shutting the door. She leaves the doors open, and you have to go through all of these people to, like, get to her. Yeah. And I think what's going to happen is Danny's not going to care, you know, because she's lost two dragons. And her best friend. And her best friend. Yeah. advisor. And yeah. she's had enough, and she just and wants John to... Jon Snow doesn't really want to bang anymore. She, she's, yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> that was the tipping point. And, yeah. <laughs> and it's been, you know, this long couple of years where she's really, like, since she's got married off to Carl Drogo, and, like, yeah. dragons just came. Like Carl Drogo? Carl Drogo. Carl. Thank you, get it Carl right. Drogo is what I said. Uh, so, um, but... Anyways, yeah, she's going to lose it, and um, I think what's going to happen is she's going to lose some of her advisors and probably might lose John. Speaking of losing advisors, what was that whole Varys scene about where he's like, I protect the realm, I don't care who it is. Right now, it looks like Jon Snow or Aegon Targaryen needs to be it. And by the way, just backtracking a little bit, Graham, Mm -hmm. I love you. I think you're right about the Mad Queen because Mm -hmm. there was an interview that came out a year ago when Khaleesi, well, Emilia Clarke read the scripts and she's like, it messed her up finding out what Daenerys really is. And I think that alludes to her becoming this mad person that just loses it and just kills everyone. Having said that, I think Varys is onto that, that she's like, she's lost a lot. She's like, she's reached her tipping point and she's about to go mad. So what happens? Is there going to be some kind of betrayal, some backstabbing? Um, Also, one thing that, the one thing I did not like about this episode and that was the reveal of who John really is to uh, Bran, Sansa, and Arya. You know, Khalees, uh, Daenerys is like, hey, don't do it. Promise me you won't do it because I want the throne and they'll rise up for you. And that was kind of like twisted in its own right. But when John is about to tell Arya and Sansa and then he tells Bran to then tell him, they cut. We don't even get to see the reaction. And like that, I felt like that's eight years we've been waiting for us to like... Yeah. them to yeah. know I want to see it and they didn't even give and that to us it's gonna be such a huge thing too but like, then even well, Tyrion's like that's not eight people or Varys is like how many people eight. know eight that's not a secret that's, that's information yeah, yeah that's yeah. information but yeah. the, the thing is too I mean I guess you could get into like the actual like specifics I mean John did say that he wasn't gonna tell his family he wasn't gonna say that Bran wouldn't so I mean technically 
he didn't say he didn't oh, break that. God. Oh yeah, yeah, technicalities. And of yeah. course, Bran is a so. three-eyed raven who knows everything. So in theoretically, yes, he told, mm-hmm. not anyone else. Mm-hmm. Uh, Your what, choice. What happens to that? I don't know. Does Daenerys try to Jacaris Jon Snow, and then he doesn't burn because he's also a fire, and then it becomes a big thing? The better. I, the better thing too is like they've talked. They talk at the beginning and talk like, should we marry them so that they can rule together? together yeah. And like they don't even like bring it up to. Danny, like because I don't you know, Danny's not for, and no, John, John would be like, "Sure, you can have King's Landing. I'll just go back to the north, and we can have a long distance relationship." You know, <laughs> we can make it work, honey. We can, yeah, we can make it work. You know, but I don't know, man. It was, as long as they have that cave. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's all about John and these caves, man. I'm telling you. But, anyways, guys, thank you for joining me. I think this episode overall was a good one. A little bit slow at some parts. A bit of a setup. Obviously, next week's a huge battle. It's the battle for the throne. Um, it's the living versus the living. To all you haters out there, it looks like this battle takes place during the day, so you'll be able to see it. Uh, So no more hate on it being too dark. Um, But you'll find another reason to hate the show anyways. But anyways, that about wraps it up. This episode of OCN Entertainment Thrones Edition. I want to thank my guests, Graham and Mackenzie, as always. And uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. This has been OCN Entertainment, brought to you by OCN our community now to know more about what's going on in your community for all the latest updates information news and weather head over to our community now.com